Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 75 of the Between You and Me podcast. Are you ready to talk all about healing and what happens if it doesn't come? Let's go. Welcome to a new episode of Between You and Me. My name is Jess Morris. I am a music journalist and Aussie expat, and I am stoked to be back here with you today for a new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. This is a place for the misfits and for the rebels. It's for the rock stars. It's for the evangelicals and the ex-evangelicals. This is about coming to the table, finding common ground, and talking about real-life stuff that moves us and changes us to become better people. This episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWired.com, your number one source for independent Christian news reviews and interviews. We have been with Jesus Wired since day one. It's one of the primary ways I actually got my start in my journalism career, and they have been fantastic supporters of the podcast, so go and check them out, JesusWired.com. Today, our guest, his name is Ke Eron, and I am excited for you guys to hear this talented artist. Kieron has been creating music for a few years now. He's based in Texas as a worship pastor. But what really stood out to me with his story and his latest music, his album is called Better With You, is that he was actually diagnosed with with a condition called ulcerative colitis, which is what doctors say is incurable. It's something that happens in your gut. It's pretty nasty and yucky. And Kieron has been living with this since about 2017. When I heard this, I was really intrigued um, because I have a handful of friends who have chronic illnesses and, and illnesses in their gut. Um, and then I realized that Kieron is actually about the same age as me. We're both 30. And I and I was so, so struck by, well, how does that change your life and your outlook on life when you're so young, you have so many dreams and a really pivotal faith in God? Like, how does that all work together? What what changes? What is challenged when you're diagnosed with a chronic illness? Um, on top of that, Kieron has a really fascinating, valuable background because he was born in the USA, but he was actually he actually grew up in Trinidad. Um, so he actually grew up essentially as a pastor's kid. His former stepfather in Trinidad was actually a minister. And so he grew up in the church. He he grew up in this evangelical slash gospel slash soulful infused environment that we just don't see and hear in white America or white Australia or evangelical Christian music, which is which is predominantly white. Yeah, I mean, it's beginning to change, right? We saw that at the, at the Dove Awards the other week, but still, we have so much to learn from Kieron. Between all of those facets, I was so excited to speak to this guy. So we get to the interview, right, which you're about to hear. And you know what the first thing I do is? I say his name wrong. Yep. Yep. Uh, journalist, 10 years, speak to people all the time. Who, who, who have won award, just got his name wrong. And uh, it's a sign of how good a guy he is when he laughed it off. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kieron. So I am really actually excited and honoured that this was Kieron's first ever podcast interview. Yep. I, t- I told him he should expect more from his future podcast interviews. They should at least know how to say his name correctly in the first go. But we got there and now we're buddies and I appreciate it. So my friends, you are about to meet Kieron. A uh, really joy-filled, deep, 
intuitive artist with a lot to give. I am so excited for you to hear his story. You're going to hear a short bio. It'll give you a who, what, when, where, why, my favorites as a journal. And then we're going to go straight into the interview where you will hear about his new album, Better With You, which he literally wrote in hospital at the late nights in the early mornings when he's wrestling with what it means to trust God when you have a chronic illness. Let's go. Meet Ke'eron Sims, your new favourite worship pastor and musician who has collabed with everyone from Leland Mooring to Lucia Parker. Hailing from Texas by way of Trinidad, he goes by Ke'eron. And just like Madonna or Kylie, he's worthy of the name but has a whole lot more soul. Because when Ke'eron sings, he communicates a sense of joy that has only come through years of struggle. Born in the US, like I said, Ke'eron was raised in Trinidad by his grandmother. Music was in his blood and his culture, and after his mother heard him singing along to Sister Act, yes, really, the Whoopi Goldberg movie, Kiron was invited to lead worship for the first time at the ripe old age of 11. But if you hear his version of the story, he was probably forced on stage. Well, it turned out well because that set him on a path of music and ministry. You see, like many of us, Kiron was a PK, a pastor's kid, and his former stepfather was a minister. It meant that he had plenty of time to practice singing and he fell deeper in love with God and worshipping him as the years went by. So by the time Ke'iron moved back to the US to pursue a degree in marketing, he was well and truly ready to start recording his own music. He took up as a worship pastor at Emmanuel Church from 2010 to 2016 and led worship for the bilingual congregation in Baytown, Texas, just near Houston. Through his time at this church, he was not only able to celebrate his own heritage, but he learned more about the rich cultural diversity in South America and its congregations. Dropping his debut recording for us in 2017, he followed up with two EPs, For Us, the acoustic EP and Poor Amore. Forgive me, I am Australian. I can't pronounce that very well. I am so sorry. But... It's worth noting that through these EPs, particularly his bilingual EP, Kiron showed a willingness to embrace the diversity of the church and the incredible sounds of the Latin America markets. And this further led to his success with his most well-known song, You Deserve. If you haven't heard it yet, that's okay. You probably just need to visit a church in Latin America. It has been sung by our friends all over South America on Sundays. Kiron has gone on to partner with people like Evan Kraft, Latin Grammy nominee Lucia Parker, Dominican Republic's Barak, and Venezuela's Pedro Gomez. And this year, he just released a single Every Promise with Leland Mooring of, of Grammy award-winning band Leland. So where does that leave Kiron in 2020? Well, like all of us, it's been a strange year, to put it mildly, but there's an extra level of complexity for this musician. You see, in 2017, he was diagnosed with this incurable condition of ulcerative colitis. And between this and grappling with a really evocative, changing relationship with his father, who was dealing with substance abuse, he was moved to create the album Better With You, a collection of seven songs and three interludes that he wrote all by himself. And they were penned in hospital, late at night, and during the early mornings, as he grappled with and clung to God's promises and goodness and hope in one of the darkest seasons of his life. I had the great privilege of speaking to Ke'iron about how illness has deepened his faith in God, how God has helped to actually heal his heart while he's waiting for the healing of his body, and how he's actually learned to forgive his father. 
This is an incredible man, and I am so excited for you to hear his music and his story. Meet Kieron Sims. For people who have never met, I'm tr- now I'm going to untest it. For people who have never met Ki, how do you? Aaron. Say- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> man, okay. For people who have never met Ki Aaron before, who are you? Can you tell us about yourself? Yes, I am a. Um, well, I am a African American uh, singer, artist, songwriter, worship leader, and um, I I love basketball. I love food. Oh, I love music. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, yes. how long have you been making music now? I've been writing music uh, for the last eight years. Nice. Okay. Cool. So, your latest album is Better With You. Um, yes. But I, I also feel like just asking you about the album is like missing a whole, ch- like a massive, huge part of your life. Um, yes. <laughs> so, can, can, before I get to the album, can I ask you yeah. how you got started in music? Because I know now that you live in Texas and you're a worship pastor there, but can you tell me yes. a bit about your journey in in coming to America and becoming a musician? I definitely can. Um, so I'll start, start off here. Um, I am um, from Trinidad, uh, which is which is an island, and it's it's right by Venezuela, about six miles off the coast of Venezuela. Cool. And um, I I came here to the U.S. Um, in '99, and um, in Trinidad, music is just our thing. Um, we love music. We love all kinds of music: calypso, um, gospel. Um, reggae, soca, and um, yeah, so it's kind of been in our, our blood, in my blood, and uh, you know we've been we've been just around music all our lives. And my mother and my sister, they're phenomenal singers. So I'm like I am. They actually been singing way longer than I have, and I'm like the late bloomer singer. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm the late bloomer. So came into the U.S. and um, um, in '99, and I think in 2000, um, we heard I heard this. Uh, I, I watched the movie Sister Act. Yes, and, um, <laughs> I like the story already. And, yes, so I heard. So you know, the oh happy day moment. Yeah, oh happy day, and um, so I just I fell in love with that scene, and um, here I am singing it in the bathroom um one day, and um I you know at that point in my life I'm having concerts, full concerts in my in my shower. It's just like any other kid, and um I get a knock on my door, and my mom's like, "You sing." And just like <laughs> you sing too, and um, next thing you know, um, they're they're having me sing in front of all the company and all the family, and um, it, one thing led to the next. Um, we ended up, I ended up um, going to church at my my mom's um, ex husband. His uh, parents are pastors, so um, we we went to that church, and that next Sunday, here I am leading a happy day um, on a Sunday morning, and. Um, <laughs> One thing led to the next, and I'm, I became a worship leader that weekend. So. That's awesome. That's so so good. So, was there a moment? Was that was that the moment when you were like, I think worship or like singing and making music for God is like what I'm meant to do with my life? Or was there another turning point for you? That was probably the the, the first one. Yeah. Um, that moment right there, I, 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 loved, I sang with my eyes closed the entire time. Mm-hmm. I was extremely nervous, and being in front of people was the least thing I, I'd ever wanted to do. And um, 
Um, so I looked, I, I sang with my eyes closed. I opened my eyes and like, I kid you not, everyone's like worshiping. And oh. as if like, they're just having an incredible experience with God. And I was like, oh, like I just realized but something clicked in that moment. And I was just like, okay, this, this just felt right. It felt at home, you know? Yeah. It felt at home. And it just, it, it sit well with me. And it, and it, it was kind of like something like this spoke to like my my spirit and my soul and i was just kind of like in that moment like okay this is i feel more connected than i've ever felt in my life and um and i was seeing here and there you know but never thought much of it but this was something different and the presence that i felt in that moment and and just the overall interaction um with the people in the room it really just um, validated in that moment like yo this is this is something bigger than just a song, but it's just something that there's purpose connected to it. You are God. You stand by what you say. No other name. Worthy of high. Sundays and I really felt like I, I really started to fall more and more in love with God and um, I really like that was kind of a moment for me because um, it just like I said it felt like home and I just that was a place where I, I just kind of wanted to be and so started worshiping and, and I started to realize like man like I want people to feel what I feel I want people to encounter what I encounter when I worship and, and when I connect with God and um, that really was it like I, I started like just leading worship and singing songs that really um, was healing for me um, because uh, even like because of what I walked through in my life and um, that was a huge connection for me. So I was like, okay, well this, this, when I, when I do this, this helps other people connect as well. And this helps people experience what I'm experiencing as well. This is amazing. So, and, and, and that's kind of how, how that went. I didn't even go to school for, for music. I never thought I'd be doing this, but um I, I went to school in South Texas at University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, mm-hmm. and um, and that in that city um, it's it's by the border of Mexico, so it's all Spanish speaking, and um, I I learned Spanish so good, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I started leading worship there in Spanish, and um, wow, had some of those <laughs> sorry, some of those real moments, <laughs> some of those real moments in, in in Spanish and with Latin people. And I just like realized, like I, I started kind of again having those moments where 
I realized this is something I don't want to go to school for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I do worship all my life. I want to I lead people in worship all my life. And one thing led to the next door started opening for me. And um, it wasn't until the last four years where I realized you, you can actually get paid to do this. <laughs> so that kind of became a thing. And one thing led to the next, like opportunities opened up. And I started just falling in love with just the local church, falling in love with um, just people experiencing God, creating spaces where people can um, be healed and experience God's presence. And one thing led to the next where I is now I get to lead a team that does that and lead um, at my church doing this. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing your life story with me in about eight minutes. That was so special. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much, Jessica. That's awesome. Um, I, that, hearing your backstory, it, ex, it ex, fills in so many gaps for me with some of my questions because you're okay. so, you, you, you have such, um, like who you are is you had, there's so much depth to you and to your story. Um, so I, that makes, for lack of a better term, it makes so much sense to me now. And I love it. Um, wow. because with your new album, Better With You, I know it comes, yes. I say it comes from a personal place. That's not to say yes. your previous album didn't, <laughs> but, yeah, but correct. I, I know that you've walked through some really significant stuff with illness in the last few years. Yes, um, yes. Would you feel comfortable telling me a bit about the album and the events that sort of inspired you to write it? I definitely will. I definitely will. And I thank you for asking. Um, so just, you know, even with, with that, um, about four, four years ago, um, you know, I, I was I was actually when I first took my position as a as a worship leader and a worship director, um, I, I took a position at, at a church, and um, it was a it was a time where honestly um, there was so much going on. You know, I, I was just now getting out of college, and I was finding myself you know trying to find out what what path to take, and I really felt like you know God wanted me to make this step and do it, and I really felt it in it. And I did it scared. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> which was like the biggest reward ever, like risk and reward that I've ever taken in my life. And, um, did it scared. And my mom was, my mom was on board because, you know, was, I went to school for marketing. So my mom was on board because she was like, you know what, you're happy. Um, she, she thought I was pretty good at it. And she was like, okay, I, I believe that God's going to back it up, et cetera. So it was really cool to have her support. Stepped out and did that. And, um, that year, um, it was just really stressful year for me. Um, even though on a personal note, like I was, um, you know, I, there's like so many, there's so much, so many more, um, <laughs> more details of the story. Um, but my dad being in and out of my life, and um, even though all throughout that time I was being raised in Trinidad, and I came here to the U.S., um, he he hasn't been in the picture. And there was a time where, you know, he he ended up in the picture again. Um, he was actually, um, he's been on and off drugs all my life. Um, however, we've had a, a great relationship. Nonetheless, mom always spoke highly of him and just made sure we honored him and respected him. And um, so there was a moment where he was sober and um, he was really trying to rebuild his life and rebuild our relationship. And um, around that time, I just stepped into the worship pastor position. And so it was a new season for me. Um, but he ended up kind of relapsing and, and falling back into drugs. And, um, and, and I was still trying to figure out my life and the next steps. And one thing led to the next. That year, I, I I don't know if that was the actual trigger, but um, my body responded to just all those different things I was feeling. And um, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. 
um, which is an autoimmune disorder, and um, it attacks the intestines. Oh. Um, and yeah, and as well as the liver, um, it, it also brings on another disease that attacks the liver as well. And um, so, for the last four years, it's been incurable, and it's been it's kind of been a journey walking through finding the right medications to um, you know to get me to a place where I can live as close to a normal life as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been a journey. So um, I had a review. Um, I'll say this. So so I wrote a song called Every Promise. Um, actually, three days before I was diagnosed. Wow. Um, because I, I heard the Lord speak to me and say that I won't have this forever. Um, he said, you won't have this forever. Three days later, I got diagnosed with it. And the doctor said, well, you're going to have this forever. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and I wrote a song called Every Promise, which talks about leaning on every word that God says, um, no matter what. You know, him not being a, him being a man of his word and not ever wavering in his thoughts. When he says something, when he's focused and locked in on something, he means it. And he stands behind it. And I wrote a song called Every Promise, um, which is on a new project. Um, uh, we did that with Leland. And, oh, yes. uh, which is super fun. <laughs> and that song has been the anthem of my life. creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs 
That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. So with that, um, better with you, I wrote that. I wrote that project. Every song, based on different moments that I had with God the last four years. Wow. Um, throughout the journey, so some of them were written in hospitals. Some of them were written in um, just late nights of, of just you know crying out to the Lord, and um, and some of them were early mornings where you know I woke up with a song in my heart, and I really felt like He's met me. And and I'll tell you, like you know, even throughout this entire journey, the last four years, I've never felt God more near. And I've never felt um, more secure in my faith as well as in his word, each word that he speaks for my life. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. So many facets of that. Thank you. That's a real privilege. Wow. Um, how, I'm, what, what, it doesn't shock me, but what's so remarkable about, what you just shared was that you talked about how you've yeah. never been more like sure and secure of your face. Yeah. Um, and I, I know for me that when I am faced with different stuff in my life, my automatic yeah. reaction is to doubt God and to really grapple with his goodness before I come back yeah. to who he is. Yeah. How, how have you stayed? Like how have you kept those promises and known that they are from God, they are from a good God? Like what, what keeps you hanging on to that fact? That's a good question. Um, and earlier in our conversation, you asked me um, kind of just um, what was the moment that helped me know that this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, uh, one of those moments was the moment that I mentioned me as a kid. Um, another moment was when I graduated in 2009 from high school. That year, um, I, I really, I was worshiping. We were in, a, in an apartment with a few friends of mine. We're worshiping, and um, I had a moment where, like, I feel like I encountered God in a real way. Um, and it was, but it was like nothing weird or spooky. It was just like it's just a beautiful thing. And I, like, and I just felt like you know, He whispered to my heart, like, "Forgive your dad." Wow. 
Um, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because it's been so much. It's been so long, and it's been just this, this weird thing. I didn't realize that someone that was something that I needed to do. And um, but I felt the Lord say that, and 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 I felt like He gave me grace to do it. And in that moment, I started, I began that healing process. You know, I began that um, that journey of healing and, and forgiving and letting go. Um, because he, and he said, because I'm a good father and I've, I've been there. I was there at your basketball games. I was at your, your choir, your recitals. I was the one singing over you all your life, mm-hmm. you know, and it just was this moment where I just, it felt so familiar and so real. And, um, so I just remember just like, just weeping and, um, letting go in that moment. And in that moment, it being something that shifted my life forever. And, um, where I realized that. Doesn't matter what happens, God is he, he's he's been in the peace in each and every chapter of the story. He's in each and every chapter of the book of my of my life. And I started to realize like, yo, he's even in this moment, even in the moment that it sucked, he still shows up and and, and, and he's good in, even in those moments. So okay, so even bringing you to your question, um, you said, you know, how do I know he's a good God? Um, you know, even through it, et cetera. I think that moment really has, like, defined my faith. Like, it it helps kind of begin to shape my faith to where it is today. Yeah. Um, because in that moment, I realized that he, he, he was who he says he was. And so even when I was diagnosed, he warned me three days before. And he spoke to my heart. And he was like, yo, I, even though you, you're going to walk through this, I'm still me. I'm still here. You know, you're never going to have to feel abandoned again. You're never going to have to feel fatherless again. And then so now I have the confidence to walk through anything in life knowing that, man, like, he's he's walking with me. And if he can see it three days before it even happens, he's already gone before me and prepared me. He's preparing me for the journey. So, like, in that, I'm like, no, oh, like, his promises are yesterday. Like, and, and, like, I tell you, like, I tell people all the time, like, yes, I'm not, no, I'm not healed. My, my physical isn't healed yet, but he's already been healing my heart. Wow. And 30 years of what I've walked through in my life, if I can feel better each and every day today in my heart, that's a miracle in itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a miracle in itself. So even if he never is my body here on earth, he's already done enough for me. He's already made me a believer, you know? Stand at the door, just a day in your courts. I'd never trade it, I'd never trade it. Just to be close, close to your heart. I'd never trade it, I'd never trade it. For elsewhere, a thousand days. saying thank you but it just like just a, I know for you you're just sharing your story but there is so much in that and that's um that's incredible I, I love how clearly how clearly you know God's voice that's so special 
That is so special. Uh, was was there a particular track on the album that was the most challenging to make, or is that a pretty redundant comment when you're working through chronic illness through the whole album? <laughs> I think one of the one of the hardest songs, um, one of the most difficult songs, I guess, to write was. Um, what is the most difficult song to write? I think Better With You, honestly, the title track. Mm-hmm. I think I got the majority of it, uh, but I, I got stuck on the first verse. I didn't know how to start the song. <laughs> I was like, I did not know how to start the song. So I got my friend, Haley Trevino. She's phenomenal. And uh, I was like, hey, can you can you co-write co- the song with me? Because I just didn't know. I couldn't form it. Like, I knew what I wanted to say, and I, didn't, I just didn't. That was the hardest one for me to really formulate, and, and it was the one that like really embodied the entire, you know, it brought the whole project together. But it, it, the title track was the hardest one, believe it or not. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yes. um, with with twenty twenty being what it is, um, yeah. and and COVID sort of changing the way, well, we, we do music, but we also do church. Um, yep. How have you found avenues to share your story and your new music with people? So, you know, this week, <laughs> I, I honestly did not, almost did not release this project this year. Really? You know, there's so much going on. Yes, because we, we recorded it last year. Yeah. And um, so this year I was like, oh, no, because I was going to release it like in April. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, you know, March things really started going downhill. And I was like, oh, I got to push this back. And then um, I actually got to a point to where I, was like, I don't know if I should release it this year. Like, I just didn't realize, you know, like so much is going on for artists. We, my band and I, hasn't, we haven't done one show this year. You know, it's just yeah. been so crazy. And I was like, okay. And then I just kind of, you know, had a moment. I was like, okay, like, the project isn't just, uh, like, this, I, I wanted, and I knew that, in the middle of all, because I'm still dealing with my, I'm still walking in my journey right now. Yeah. So even through all of this, the songs were like were ministering to me and it's speaking to my heart. And I was like, man, someone needs to hear this because this isn't just about my story, but I, this, this may this may help give some words to someone else's story and encourage people to to stick with it. And even when there's a world where you know so much is so much connection is being lost right now because of social distancing, all these different things, like. How do we remind people that life is better with them? It's better with God, yeah. and um, you know you're, you're valuable. Um, and even though your year looks broken and things are happening in your life, and maybe dreams are, are forgotten and stuff like that. Well, man, like your dream is important. It's, it's something that it may look different this year, but it's still something that that people need. You know, and, and, and you're still good, and you're still like the purpose of your life is still impacts many. So I did. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it. And um, what we did was we just began we just began doing like a a, a marketing push for it, mm-hmm. and um, we started getting we started getting people um, reaching out to do to share it. Good. And um, yes, it's so fun. I was like, what in the world? Like, cause I, I didn't know it was gonna be the right. I didn't know to do it, but I just really felt like, okay, this is the right time, mm-hmm. and it just was the perfect moment. So yeah, it's kind of been we've been able to share it articles and. This is my first podcast ever. Oh, I'm honored. 
honoured. I am <laughs> so honoured. That's exciting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's Australian so one too. And it's with someone who, who was like, how do I say your name? I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I, this is the great. This has been so fun. I don't know if I'm, I'm like, Smiling for me to hear you. You, you should expect better of your podcasters in the future, just so you know. <laughs> so I'll come running, I'll come running back to you. I'll come running, cause you're the one whose love is unconditional. I'll come running. I'll come running back to you I'll come running Cause you're the one whose love is unconditional speaking directly to me and I was like oh, come on. so that was thank you thank you by putting by putting yourself out there and being faithful um even like despite wow. your own stuff it's that's incredible and you have such yeah. a joy and um that's remarkable as well you can tell that comes from God so thank you so much thank you so much um I I, I had a list of questions and I feel like you've actually filled most of them just by sharing your story. Oh, I have one. Yes, I know. Here's one yes. I want to ask about. Um, yes. So you, you spoke a bit about when you um, started worship leading and working at a church and you learned mm-hmm. Spanish and you led yes. songs to Spanish and Latin American congregations. Um, and, and when I saw that as part of your bio, I yes. was so excited um, because part of <laughs> – Part of what I do with this podcast is I talk to, like, Christian musicians, but it's it's sort of about, like, breaking taboos and how insular the industry is. Um, And and typically the Christian music industry is is basically very white, evangelical, middle-class to upper-class. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so when I saw that, that part of like what you've done is is collaborate with artists in Latin America and you obviously like work with people from churches in different parts of the world I was so excited um so can, can you tell me like how has how has your upbringing um sorry I'm trying to find the words how has your upbringing helped shape your view of the church and and who your ministry is for such an amazing question. Um, so I was raised Catholic. Wow. <laughs> First, <laughs> raised Catholic, came to the U.S. And, and visited a Baptist church for the first time ever. Wow. Um, and then my mom's, um, so like I said, my mom's ex-husband, um, they were pastors. And 
They were at a Pentecostal Apostolic Church. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! So we oh, sorry. Oh, that's amazing. You <laughs> just jumped into that right away. Um, it was like, it was like a lot going on. However, I remember just like I remember my grandmother being extremely, um, extremely. I don't even say religious. I was just saying she was extremely faithful and committed. And um, she would pray over us every day. We'd have to pray every night. And I remember, um, you know, going to, I remember my punishment was to read the Bible. Like, <laughs> it was like, what is this, you know? And, and that was my punishment. And I, we were never, it was never like, there was never like a huge why behind it. It was more so, this is what you, you know to do. And um, so we just went, we did, we followed kind of what was told, you know? And, um, but I remember learning, like, as I got older, like, I learned how to reverence God um, going to the Catholic Church and then going to the Baptist Church. I learned a lot about just the Word of God and how to study the Scripture. And then um, going to the Pentecostal Apostolic Church, I learned about just the movement of God, the movement of the Spirit, and um, Him speaking. So, like, all those different, that whole journey, even of, like, my faith, um, and I'm not a right? But I, know, I believe that I, I was shaped all throughout the journey. And I think that has really helped me, um, like, be able to go to any church now. I can I can go to Latin America, where a lot of it is a lot of it is Pentecostal, yeah. and relate and be able to speak speak there, or or go to um, a Methodist church, which I, I, my first church was a Methodist church, and wow. I, I, um, I took a position at. That's so good. <laughs> and I, it, <laughs> it was so fun. Like you, 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 so it's so interesting how different people worship. But I realized, man, like they're not super charismatic. However, or or normally, right? Not normally super charismatic, but they're crazy. They're deep in their worship, and it's like yeah. internal reflection. And I learned that about like I just learned to appreciate people and um i think that how like my view of the church i think it's more so like i fell in love with people throughout the journey yeah. and i learned that like people it's okay to be different it's okay to and what i mean by that like it's okay to um to, to reverence god in, in your own way in your way of just kind of knowing him and the relationship is the key and i think that's even the more like if, if, if i can teach people how to just pursue a relationship with jesus then that's my win, and that's that's helped me a lot. So if that's not happening somewhere, I think I get there's a burden for my heart there. Mm-hmm. But if, if it is happening somewhere, I can celebrate it, and I'll love to partner in that. <laughs> that's oh, that's so good. I I grew up in multiple denominations as well. Not as not as diverse okay. as you in terms of like I was I was always Protestant. Um, okay. And uh, but I. I love the heart behind it because it's something I, I've learned something similar as well um, wow. along the way. I met a, I, yes. I'm currently at an apostolic church, um, but I grew up okay. I grew up in the Salvation Army, so okay. a little bit of difference, yeah. Um, so I hear that. That's really cool.
favorite song of all time. Um, oh, man. That's a good question. It's hard to ask me just in that question. I get it. Um, <laughs> you can give me a handful. My, yes, I'll give you a handful. Okay, so... Um, Man, I'm blank right now. Why am I going blank? <laughs> I think my, <laughs> I think my favorite song. Can I? Okay, one of them is mine. Is I don't know if that's bad or not. But no, one of them is artists. mine. Artists. One of my favorite songs. Um, um, Where you are, Leland. One of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Christian. I think one of my favorite pop songs. One of my favorite artists is John Bellion. Mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. Um. I don't know if I have a whole bunch of favorite songs, but I'm a favorite artist. <laughs> that works. No, we can work with that. We can just pull from their discography. Great. Good, awesome. good answers. Yes. Travis <laughs> um, Green is a, oh, one of my favorite artists as well. Nice. That may lead into the next question. If, okay. If you could collaborate with anybody, who would it be? Exactly. Exactly. Travis Green. <laughs> he is probably like my Christian man crush right now. <laughs> I need to put that on a t-shirt somewhere. Yeah. Yes, him and Brandon Lake. Brandon Lake as well. Oh, he's awesome, awesome. isn't he? Yes. yes, he is. He's great. He's so nice. Um, and cool. if you could go back to, like, back to the future situation, if you could go back yeah. to when you were 11, I think it was at about wow. 10 or 11 when you first saw Sister Act. Yeah. And, and you were yep. pushed on stage to lead worship. <laughs> what advice yes. would you give yourself knowing what you know now? I would say, um, like, really, like, like, believe that God speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, believe that there's a plan for your life and everything that you're going to walk through is going to shape you to be um, a great man one day. And so continue loving people. Um, continue to believe that God um, is for you and continue to, continue to believe the, the best in people and look for the best in people. Yeah. You're still good. You're still God. You're more than enough. You're the God of the promise. Never too far from us. You're still good. You're still God. You're more than enough. When the river looks empty, I'll keep moving. You're still good, you're still God, you're more than enough. You're the God of the promise, never too far from us. You're still good, you're still God, you're more than enough. How good was that? Kieran is, he's literally just so full of joy. I know I said that in the interview, but you know how you can just tell when people have gone through crap and, and you don't, you can't even fully fathom it, but you know that they've seen the darkness and you get the sense that Kieran has seen the darkness and he has sung praises to God right in its face and out of it's come this incredible unfathomable joy and strength that makes no earthly sense well granted i just got that through a phone interview but there's something truly remarkable about his story and his 
his faith in God. I mean, like, he doesn't doubt that God will heal him. I mean, and for me, I go, God's character is good. Yes, he will bring healing, but I still have, I struggle with unbelief. I struggle with with doubting, with what does it actually mean to, to ask for healing. To hear Kieran's story, a man who is the same age as me, express that level of assuredness, and it's not a fake assuredness, it's like a God's, God's kept me up to this point, he's not going to let me go now. It was really remarkable. Really, really, really remarkable. You have a gift of faith, Kieran. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a light uh, and sharing through your pain in so many ways. That's just ridiculous thank, in the best way. Thank you. My friends, you can connect with Kieran now. Please go. Go through your support behind this wonderful upcoming artist, this great man. You will find him on social media at Kieron Music. I'm going to spell that for you, okay? That's at K-E-E-R-R-O-N Music. You will also find him on his website at kieronmusic.com. All those links are in our show notes. And you can pick up his album, Better With You, now on all your favorite streaming platforms. Go play it. Hear the soulful tones. Um, hear the truth and the joy in the darkness. That's just something else, right? Thank you so much, Kieran. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for trusting me even when I got your name wrong the first time. <laughs> Sometimes I think the accent helps with that. Anyway, thank you, Kieran. You're, as we would say in Australia, a legend. You're remarkable. And I'm so excited that we were the first of many, many interviews and successes in your life. That interview was so good for the soul. It just felt so, I don't know. Just, just good. And maybe I'm I'm recording this episode while we are waiting for the US presidential election to be decided. Uh, we've been sitting at like the, the crossroads for a couple of days now. The first couple of days I didn't get much sleep really uh, or work done. It was just a whole emotional mess. And two days after, now I'm sort of learning to function while we're in the in-between. Um, so give it another week and we'll see how this episode lands for me then. But Right now, in this in-between where the future feels really uncertain um, and we're seeing some so much ugly stuff in the church, this interview, this music was the hope I needed. Thank you again, Kieran, for reminding me why God is good, why his people, when they are at their best, are good. I appreciate you. Friends, that is all we have for today. But please, please make sure that you are subscribed or following this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you get our next episode on Friday. We are talking to CB Worship. They are a small church band. Well, in Australia, we call them big. They have 600 people in their church. But in America, that's small. And in any case, they're really fun to talk to because CB Worship have this vision of just sharing their song without looking for fame um and that and i had so much fun talking to them uh so make sure you click subscribe so you can hear that next week if you're disillusioned with the church 
make sure you listen to this one. This one will be good for your soul. You can connect with me at any point. I'm on Instagram at Jessica K Morris. I would love to be friends with you. And you can connect with us on our social media channels for the podcast at Between You Me Pod. Please go and connect. Give us a follow. Go share this episode or our content with your friends who you think would appreciate it. If you have friends at the moment who, I don't know whether they're going through chronic illness or they've they're they're trying to grapple with faith and they're just they're really struggling or you just think that they would be so encouraged by Kieron please share this with them I know that he wants his story his music to reach people that's the goal um so go share it go share it and let's just let's just let's just give hope to people yeah you can connect with us also on our website at betweenyouandmepod.com I'm currently working on a revamped website guys so hold with me. I know the current one is just our current episodes. You can still head there, but rest assured, I am working on some new marketing stuff and I'm really hoping to have that for you in the new year. I'll keep you up to date. You can also go and get our merch. Yes, we have merch. That's all for this week. Hold on to hope, friends. I'm saying this before we know the results of the election, but you know what? By the time you hear this, we'll know it and the world will still be spinning, the sun will still be shining and our hearts will still be beating and we will still be here and we'll be doing this together. So hold on. Here's to hope. Silent night, it is a To feel your love around me Singing loud our favorite songs To gather around the table Just to be with everyone Joy has come to us.